Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Fins with Frisch podcast brought to you by Riviera Produce, the best fruits and vegetables in the nation. If you're looking for fruits and vegetables, high quality fruits and vegetables, then Riviera Produce is the place to go. Uh, Once again, we find ourselves beginning an episode by saying that was one of the most disappointing Dolphin games in our lives. Uh, That's become a constant theme this year, and it's not an exaggeration. Uh, This Sunday as other Sundays have been this year, was arguably the most disappointing Dolphin game we have watched in our lives. A 56-19 loss with probably the highest stakes we've ever had in our lives. The one seed on the line, um, the AFC East title on the line, which the Dolphins have not won since 2008, and they go out and lose 56-19. Jeremy Hawk is with me, and Jeremy, it is a pleasure to have you on as always. Always a pleasure, Jack. Ready to talk um, about last weekend's and some upcoming, our upcoming game this weekend. But um, yeah, nothing too enthusiastic about for this week. But we'll have some good. We'll have some good conversation. Yeah, and you know, I've said I don't really take joy in ripping the team apart, but I have been looking forward to this all week because. My emotions go two ways when it comes to the Dolphins. I'm either sad after a game or I'm pissed off. And after Sunday, I was pissed off. So before we get into everything, I'm going to make three statements, and I want to get your thoughts on each one. Mm -hmm. Statement number one, Javon Holland is a bum. I mean, well, he's been – I don't want to say he's a bum yet, but that guy cannot tackle, and he – did not – he was so out of position all day yesterday. He seemed lost, turning his back to the ball, not wearing – where he had, he had no awareness last week. It's honestly been going on for a little while. And we were both pretty big Javon guys for a minute, but I can understand your frustration. Well, well, here's what I noticed about Javon, and these are the things that really frustrate me. So I watched Javon Holland. I saw it with my own two eyes. It was a third and eight. We were down two possessions. And this goes to how little heart this team has had or had this past week. Isaiah Likely, I'm pretty sure it was Likely. I could be wrong. It could have been Gus Edwards. Uh, it could have been someone else. But one of their guys caught the football. I'm pretty sure it was Likely. And Javon Holland was covering someone past the first down marker. And I know for a fact he was looking at the guy who had the ball, would have had a chance to make the tackle before the first down. But because it was Isaiah Likely or whoever the ball was, a big ball carrier, he looked back at his defender or at the receiver and pretended he was still guarding the receiver. I played defensive back in high school. I, I would I consider myself when I look back to have been a five foot nine Jalen Ramsey. Many people would disagree with that. Most people actually. Pretty much every human I know would disagree with every part of that statement. But this is this is an opinion. I see myself as Jalen Ramsey. And there are times when as defensive back where, you know, you're not excited about tackling a guy. Like NFL defensive backs, they would be happier about seeing Devon Ockchain in the open field on a warm day than Derrick Henry on a cold day. And I watched Devon Holland look at Isaiah Likely, then turn back around, pretend he didn't see him, and let him run for a first down. And the difference between Devon Holland and I is I never made it past high school, and Devon Holland is getting paid millions of dollars, and idiots like us two think he should be an all-pro player. And he's a safety, and he's afraid to tackle. 
So that's statement um, number one. Any, yeah, yeah. Any, any thoughts on that? Um, no, I mean, I didn't play football like you did, but if this was in my shoes as a basketball player and you see something so basic and so simple, just football one-on-one, I'd be frustrated too, man. I, I know for a fact he saw him and, and just pretended he didn't, and it cost the team a first down. Statement number two, you and I have existed for 23 years and watch our fair share of embarrassing football games. This Sunday was the worst defensively coached football game you and I have watched in our entire lives. Um, that's, a, that's a true statement. Um, going back to what you said before, obvious, but at this point in the season, we usually don't have games like this, but like, and when we do, it's like we're a wild card team. We're fighting to make the playoffs, blah, blah, blah. The implications of this game were just so insane. And they just, the lack of urgency and preparedness going into that game was insane. It's just like, you didn't, not one player on the team realized how big of a moment it was. And it's like something we've seen all, we've said all season that this team has just blown every great opportunity they've had. Like they've won games, they got themselves back in the mix, but they haven't pounced on one huge opportunity yet because I could have turned their season. And that's what's so frustrating about this game compared to the games in the past. It's just there's so much on the line. You're playing for the one seed. Like at least be competitive and show your fan base something. You lose that game 38, 35, going to next week, whatever. But you go out and lose 56 to 19. You're letting the team run up the score on you with four minutes left. It's just like <laughs> disrespectful. It's terrible. That was Baltimore. I was on the same thing. Like if you were getting compared to these guys all season, like like let's show them up and make a statement. It's just like it's embarrassing, dude. It's sad. Uh- yeah, and, and you know that's a point I do want to expand on in a little bit about how as the expectations rise, this team it seemingly plays worse. They get they get more disappointing. Um, but on the Vic Fangio point, Vic Fangio his salary is four point five million dollars. He's the highest paid defensive coordinator of the NFL. Look, I was wrong about the Ravens, and I was wrong about Lamar Jackson. And when it comes to Lamar, I think Lamar when Lamar is passing the ball well. He's almost unstoppable. I don't think he had always does it, but as of late, I can't. I, there's nothing I can say. He's been passing the ball well. We know what he could do with his legs. You know, he's unstoppable. But this Sunday, and the two haters are coming out, or the two fans are coming out and saying, "Well, the Ravens are made life easy on Lamar." No, the Dolphins made life easy on Lamar. I'm talking about just from a pure coaching standpoint, and. The guys are on the field. Like we gave up fifty nine week one of twenty nineteen, but we were playing with a bunch of guys who aren't in the NFL anymore. We brought in all these guys. Brought in Chubb last year. Javon Holland's supposed to be an All Pro. We brought in Jalen Ramsey, and we have the highest paid defensive coordinator in the league. And guys were wide open. If you watch the game, it wasn't like Lamar was throwing dots and people were making crazy plays. He did throw a couple dots, but first offensive play that. Rashad Bateman's behind the defense for what should have been a 75-yard touchdown. Third and 16, no one makes a tackle on Gus Edwards. 14-13 after the field goal, first play is a 75-yard touchdown is eight flowers, and no one was near these guys. Vic Fangio gets $4.5 million to be the defense coordinator of this team, and uh, if he was a man of substance or just a good guy, so he got two hundred sixty-five thousand dollars for his, for his for coaching his game on Sunday. He would give it back to Stephen Ross or donate it to charity. Donate it to the, charity could be Dolphin fans that are forced to watch this garbage team all the time. 
Donate $265,000 to fans of the Miami Dolphins to watch the game Sunday. Um, it's insane, dude. It's a freaking joke. You pay this guy all this money all season. Like you're seeing some hope. You're seeing some things that can be critiqued. There's a roller coaster season with this defense. I mean, right when we finally think they're ascending, they're about the worst performance we've ever seen. You like I'm talking right now, like versus like all of our other episodes. You could tell I'm just like unenthused. There's nothing. This team is like it's. They're hard to talk about at this point, dude. It's just like. It's so disappointing. Like, I want to get all fired up right now, Jack, and criticize and say this and say that. Just, it's deflating, dude, because it's just like, it sums up our 23 years of fan effort. It all, it all, it all makes sense. Dude. It all makes sense. That's what I've come to realization with the past couple. There's all these reasons that they're bringing up these three statements that I 100% agree with what you're saying. They're spot on. It's not even worth number three, about. Yet, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like... Like it's like they are worth talking about because I enjoy these conversations, dude. But they're not like you could pinpoint a billion things to this team. At the end of the day, like this franchise has just disappointed us our whole lives, and we are crazy for thinking it's any different. We should just be happy at this point to be in the playoffs. Hopefully, win next week and maybe a miracle could happen. It was crazy that we're they were holding all this hope, but we got this insane defensive coordinator. We got all these players. We sound like freaking like Knicks fans or something, dude. Like the team is. This team is it's the Miami Dolphins. Like it's there's only so much you could say about these guys, bro. Damn, when you put it like that, which is everything you said is a hundred percent true. It's really sad. I am fired up. I've been on Twitter all week. I was we, remember we, we spoke after the game, and you like you know you just sound defeated. I was like, well, I was angry two hours ago. The game's been over since two o'clock. Now I'm just defeated. But I've been on Twitter. You know, Dolphin fans are insane and blaming different people and. I just have a lot of thoughts, but you're you're spot on. This franchise has disappointed us for 23 years. We are idiots for thinking it would be different. And the reality is they're always going to have problems and maybe they're never going to win. Who knows? Um, I'm getting a little chance, they're, they're, they're alive. I'm sorry to cut you off. Like, they're still alive. Like, we got to be fortunate for that aspect. The team's won 11 games so far this year. Like, we got to start holding some, like, real expectation. Like, we were jumping ahead. We thought this was – a serious Super Bowl team. I'm not going to say they can't win the Super Bowl. They can't, but there's not like a 0% chance. Like you never freaking know. Like you hold a little bit of whatever, like anything, a miracle happen. You just don't have the same confidence and inspiration and inspiredness that we did mid season before the season. And up to this point of the year, it's just like, it's defeating, but like, you're not giving up, but it's deflating and sad after a game that we watched last week. It was insane. Yeah, I mean, and I'll give you a reason, a, a big deflator out there. Uh, this this is a perfect segue into statement number three, and I really want to hear your thoughts on this one. Tyreek Hill is not the best receiver in the NFL. Um, I mean, there's a difference between being the most talented athletic and being the best. And that's like it's Tyreek Hill's the most athletic. He's the fastest. He's the quickest receiver in the league. Am I going to say he's the best when he doesn't play his best in big games? Of, of, of course not, dude. Like, that's that's what, that's what makes you great is you shine in the biggest moments. It's really hard to criticize Tyree Kill just because of what he's done for us all season, how he's really transformed this team. Because at the end of the day, if he wasn't on the team, this would be one of the worst teams in the NFL, to be honest with you. This team sucks. If they didn't have this guy, they, they'd be, have serious, serious issues. But just gotten to a point where, like, it's happened too many times where it's just straight disappointment and just 
lackadaisical plays that impact that lost football games, dude. Like you could point back to that play. Yes, we lost by 40 the other day, but like the 14 10 game he catches that going into the second quarter. 14 like, 7. 14 7. There's like completely different implications. That's a completely different game if you catch that. You're in control. This has happened all season, man. Like, yes, this guy's having otherworldly year. He's been amazing statistic wise for the most part against all the crap teams. He's been good. And just like in the biggest moments, this guy has lost us football games. It's not like he didn't even come to play. Like this guy has made plays that have lost football games. And that's not what the great players do. They impact winning, not impact losing, which I'm not saying Tyreek impacts losing, but he's really, really, really cost us. And a lot of big games this year, you just pinpoint four or five plays, which isn't, you can't say much. And like, there's four or five plays that if he made, the season could be completely different, which is pretty nuts. No, yeah. And look, just bear with me here because I, I have a lot to say. So I, I want to go for a few minutes. But this is the perfect segue because you just said I, I have stats ready to go. And, and you just said exactly what the stats say. Um, not only does Tyreek Hill not show up in these games, which he doesn't, he has he has 383 yards in five in the five games we have versus teams with winning records this year. CeeDee Lamb, who, by the way, I said was overrated. I was wrong. CeeDee Lamb's an absolute stud. Has 398 yards in the last three games they played, which were against teams with winning records. So CeeDee Lamb could have zero yards in his next two games. He could lose 30 yards in his next two games against winning teams. Uh, or no, actually, I just did my math wrong. Sorry. 14 yards, and he would have more yards than Tyree Kill does against winning teams. And it's not just that he doesn't show up. It's that he makes plays that lose the team the game. When you're a star, you're supposed to do things that put your team in position to win, and he does the complete opposite. He had, first of all, his drop this week, that drop, same with the Eagles drop too, uh, and people sort of, sort of, and I've been saying this all year, have started to catch on after the Cowboys' 95-yard touchdown drop. That was a pass that any professional athlete in the world, and we spoke about this, playing any sport could have caught. And, you know, in same in Chiefs game, we lost by seven. He had a fumble six. He hasn't had 100 yards in any of these games. Eagles game, he dropped a touchdown. He dropped another big pass against Kansas City, which nobody really talks about because he's had so many other garbage plays. I have never seen a guy in my life perform at such a high level in other games throughout the year and then play, like, just awful. He doesn't – not only not only when you're – like you said, when you're starting, you're supposed to help the team win. He hurts the team. He hurts the team and doesn't perform. And why I got so worked up – and actually, before I get into that, because I, I was looking around, Stephen A. had the perfect analogy. You and I have clowned him, and he said, he said, I've lost all respect for the Miami Dolphins, and I don't blame him at all. He said, I hope they lose to Buffalo. Obviously, we don't hope that that happens. But he said, I'm sick of watching these guys. Every time there's a little bit of hype, they do not show up. And he's just sick of hearing about it. And it's what we said earlier on the on the podcast how as expectations rise they play worse this isn't 2013 where you know i i was at the dolphins jets game and they lost by 20 to they lost 20 to 7 against geno smith at home if they win they're in the playoffs but that was one of those things where it's like if you win you go to the playoffs you're probably gonna get blown out in round one but your fans are just gonna be happy to be there that's all i cared about i just want to be in the playoffs um 
now that the expectations, we're talking about Super Bowl team. We're talking about, you know, getting the one seed. Not only do they lose those games, they lose they lose those games on a larger scale. They lost the game 56 to 19. Two teams that are on the same level do not lose like don't play a 37 point football game. They have no heart. And people came out and they looked and people want to make this about Tua. And I think I've been the whole way with Tua, and I think you could vouch, I've always been a guy that looks at the evidence. When he plays garbage, I call like garbage, I call him out. When he plays well, I say, okay, he's, you know, he's our guy. He's QB two. And did he did Tua play well? No. But people are talking about, I want a new quarterback, you know, I want this and that. Your defense just gave up 56 points, and your best player just dropped a pass that I and I tweeted a junior varsity field hockey player would have caught. This is the analogy you and I had when we were on the um when we were talking on the phone. We were saying, like, if you're playing catch with your daughter on the beach, the pass that you throw to her is the pass that Tyreek Hill dropped. And Stephen A's analogy, I'm sorry, I forgot to come back to this, was that you have he made a boxing analogy. There's times where you just get outboxed. And then there's times where you just get, you know, you get caught with a punch. There's times where you just get your ass whooped. And that's what happened against the Ravens this year and against the Bills. Now, when you look back at the season and the two games that have the highest impact on the team's position, it's the Ravens game that was for the one seed and the Bills game, which if they won, they would have won the AFC East. And in those games, you want to talk about quarterbacks, the defense has given up 104 total points. We're talking about a quarterback to bring us over the top. If your defense is averaging 51 points against in important games, in your two most important games, the quarterback doesn't matter. You might as well start you or me at quarterback because you're not winning with that. And then on top of all this, just to circle back to Tyreek, because he started all this, I would rather him play terrible against the Broncos and have zero yards and win 35-20 to 20 and actually show up in these games. And football, the ability to respond is so important. You muff a punt, you fumble, you miss a tackle, you blow an assignment, you, you miss a sack. Um, you play a bad game. The ability to respond and, and you know make up for your mistakes is so important. But I think in this game in particular, Tyreek has been hurting this team the whole season in big games. And that's all it's been about this year is Tyreek's the MVP. Tyreek's this. Tyreek's that. He's the greatest receiver. He's going to break the record. And this game had the atmosphere of a playoff game. And we come down, we execute a perfect drive, and then they score. We had a chance to keep the pressure on their offense. And again, another perfect drive. It's a third down, and you throw it to your best receiver in the league, or supposedly, and he drops that pass. And you and I were talking about this. Even when we were up 10-7 with the ball after that, it felt like the game was lost after he dropped that pass. And I understand it. I don't blame him. And every other drop this year, I've been like, well, you know, the rest of the day, they got to respond, whatever, even though I've called Tyreek on his terrible play. But for him to drop it in that moment, that really took the wind out of the sails. And that doesn't excuse 28-13 coming out of halftime and having the guy return the ball to the 15 because that was equally as terrible. And they let up a touchdown right after halftime. You know, I were talking about it. We're like, well, you said, must have been some halftime speech. But this team is just th- – that game was all around terrible. Tyreek's been horrible in these games. And – yeah, like you, like you said, there there are so many issues, and, and I really don't know where you go from here. You have a huge game this Sunday, but when you lose like that, 
I, I don't know. I really don't know how you recover from something like that. And I, I'd love to get your thoughts on all of it. Yeah, I mean, I, I echo everything you said, dude. Like, I read spoke into existence on a way smaller scale, like what your third statement was and what you were saying. It's you're, to win big games, you need your best players to be great. And Lamar Jackson was great. Their the Ravens defense was great. Everybody, they, their coach was great, and we we weren't great at the end of the day. We we're horrible, and I don't know. I just have no. I don't. I just don't have trust anymore, man. It's like anything could happen. I'm gonna keep saying this. Like who the hell knows what's gonna happen? It's just impossible to be like fired up in that faith when you have like these such high expectations and then you're disappointed time after time after time. I'm done letting this affect me, dude. Like I really don't. anymore like whatever it is, whatever it is it is this team i don't i don't know i just i'm not, i just don't believe anymore dude i echo everything you said about tyreek and their preparedness and how just shitting the bed in every massive game you have no chance when that's gonna happen it's just there's no need to keep on going on and on and on it sucks dude it sucks Yeah, what's there to believe in? I mean, when we talk about the game this Sunday, like if you said to us before the season, you're going to play the Bills at home, be 11 and 5 before, uh, and play for the AFC's championship week 18 for a chance to be the two seed, we'd be super fired up. But leave it to this team to figure out a way to lose 56 to 19. And I, and I did my research to see if any team had ever lost by 37 points. Um, the week, the second to last week of the season before winning the Super Bowl. Uh, I went all the way back to 06, and none of them have. The closest we have is the Indianapolis Colts, uh, and they, what they did was they lost by 27 um, in the fourth to last game of the season, and then they lost by three to the Houston Texans, who were 5-10 and 10 at the time. Um, so they did not finish well, but uh, it, it's not the same. They had a quarterback, um, I don't know if you listeners have heard of him. His name is Peyton Manning. Uh, we don't have him. And um, I had a couple of receivers named Marvin Harrison and, and Reggie Wayne. Um, both of them showed up in big games, and one of them wasn't sitting out with a boo-boo after faking injuries for half the season. Um, so we, we don't have those guys. I think you said it perfectly. Like, all the excitement around the team is gone. They've shit the bed, like you said, in every – it's honestly disrespectful to their fan base. Like the Titans game, people are tweeting on Twitter. I've never seen hard rock like this. And what happens? They lose in a historic fashion. It's just every time people expect something of these guys, they don't show up. And the more they expect, the more embarrassing it is. And yeah, I don't know. What's the what, what's the solution? Like, what, what do you do? I mean, we don't have Bradley Chubb because our coach is an idiot. Um, yeah, I don't know. What's the solution? You just go out and find the freaking way to win. I don't know anymore at this point. Like, I'm give, we're giving all these tips on what this team can and can't do to win games. Like, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like, go out and win next week. We need guys to step up. Obviously, we're depleted everywhere. You need guys to step up. You need their good players to have big games. Like Wilkins needs to have a big game. Van Ginkle needs to have a good game. Like Jerome Baker somehow playing football this week. I don't even know what the hell the point is. Like he guy doesn't play anymore. Xavier's out. We need got we need Ramsey to make a player too. They need our great guys to make plays. Tyreek needs to have a big game. Tua needs to have a big game. But like 
just like all stupid, obvious things. Like, I'm not trying to say, like, I can't even think about specifics right now that are going to beat this Bills team, dude. Like, I can't. Like, I, I don't think this is like a bad, like, like this podcast, dude. This episode is just like, it's, I'm, it's so hard for me to get enthused right now and just like get all fired up about this game and say what this team needs to do right for have a successful season. Like, just freaking find a way to win at this point. I don't care what you do, how you do it. Just like win. I don't know, Jack. <laughs> Why would we be fired up? The whole point was that it was this game four weeks ago wasn't supposed to matter, but we lose to Tennessee. Uh, we get our ass whooped by the Ravens, and yeah, look, uh, I think the Bills suck. I, I really, really do. But like I've said all year, you know, there's two Josh Allen's. There's the Josh Allen versus every team in the league that isn't the Dolphins, and if that's what we see Sunday, um, I would like our chances. But then there's Josh Allen versus the Dolphins, who is basically the greatest quarterback of all time. He's he's basically Tom Brady with athleticism whenever he plays the Dolphins. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I really don't think the Bills are good. But, again, it's been all year. I, I, I stand by what I said before the Ravens game. I, I think this is the most talented roster in football. And, you know, may, maybe I'm wrong because I, I didn't account for the fact that Tyreek Hill is going to be garbage in every single big game. Um but it, it's really disappointing. Like if I if I look at our roster versus the Bills, I think our roster is a lot better. Um, we're very banged up, but they're banged up too. And Josh Allen really hasn't been good. But I just have no faith that this team could win a big game. Maybe maybe it's good that no one's expecting anything from them. Um, and that's just a shame to say, though. It's like maybe it's good that all of America isn't excited to watch this explosive offense and watch this big game. Everyone's like, this team sucks. They're a bunch of disappointments. And maybe now they can perform. Because every time they're on prime time and people are expecting things of them, they don't show up, which is the most pathetic thing ever. I have not seen a team get so many opportunities to play in front of the whole country and get people excited and just suck like the Dolphins have the last two years. Last year they were eight and three, and, they, and then they were eight and eight. And the other part of this is all these guys that are sitting out, like like Javon Holland and Jalen Waddle. Waddle actually he has a high ankle sprain, but nobody knows what these injuries are. Like at least Jerome Baker um, had a sprained MCL, and everyone saw him get injured. Like Javon Holland's been out with a knee injury. What is the injury? No, these guys are all injured. They have knee injuries. They got hamstring injuries. What are the injuries? Like no one can even say. Xavier Howard's got a foot injury. I'm, I'm going to look at it right now. He's out with a foot. Did he break his foot? Like what happened? Th- these guys just make things up. They don't want to play. And Jalen Waddle should be kicked off the team if he did not play or if he does not play this Sunday because this is a joke. Oh, uh, and by the way, Somehow Devon Nockchain is in a walking boot. We know that he feels left out when there's other guys on the team that are injured and he's not injured. Um, dude, it's just everything. Like, they don't show up in big games. All their guys are injured. It's 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 very frustrating to watch. It seems exhausting, dude. It's all that, – that's it. I'm, I, don't even, I don't even know who's playing this week. We'll see. Dude, I, I, I just, I just, well, I'm curious to know what the injury is. Like, you have a foot injury, can't you be specific? Like, he broke a bone in his foot, he sprained his foot. 
I mean, it, until until I hear what the injury is to Xavier Howard, he's healthy as far as I'm concerned. He's he's 100 percent should be playing unless no one's going to come out and say he broke his foot or he sprained his foot. This is the same league which I've said that Ronnie Lott got his finger amputated to keep playing football. Ray Lewis played the whole Super Bowl run with torn biceps, and Terrell Owens played in the Super Bowl with a broken leg. People act like this doll, other than Chubb and Jalen Phillips and Connor Williams, who actually have torn ACLs and Achilles. Um, I don't know if any of these guys have an injury that's worse than torn biceps that they shouldn't be playing. Although Ray Lewis was on deer antler spray at the time. But they're soft, and they don't show up. Yeah, you're spot on with everything you're saying, dude. I could ran and ran and ran, but there's no point. It's not. I echo everything you say, Jack. Yeah, I mean, so when we when we talk about this Bills game, I mean, I guess what do you what do you think is to so say we win this game somehow, and we're the two seed. Um, what is your confidence level? Just this hypothetical scenario, where the Jaguars lose, the Steelers win. I believe the, or maybe it's the other way around. There's a chance that we could play Buffalo back to back in Miami. What is your confidence level that we would win the game again the next week? Not high. Hopefully, it's just not what happens. Hopefully, they just take it. Just I don't know if they take care of business this week. I'll believe that they can win. I'll be honest with you on that end. I'm not gonna like trust and have full confidence, but like I would expect them to win that football game if we find a way to win this week when we play Buffalo again. But I believe we only need to look forward far that ahead, Jack. Like let's just win this week. Let's hope things play out where we play whoever we play. Hopefully, it's the Colts. Hopefully, it's the Steelers. And we play in the first round. We're super confident in that game, which I shouldn't be saying that because I probably won't be. But I'll uh, just let's see how things play out. But to answer your question, if we did play the Bills back to back weeks, I do think we beat them again. We again, this would come back to us just holding false hope. All of a sudden, they win next week. And we draw me, and we're like, oh, we beat them the week before. We look so good, and then the expectation just gets higher. Like the only reason why I think we're gonna win this week, Jack, is just it has has to do with. Vegas, like you know, everybody's gonna be on the Bills this week. Like the Bills are at an all-time high right now, playing for the division. And there's the Dolphins, who everybody thinks are a freaking joke, including the fan base. This is a game they win because like they have nothing, they have nothing to lose. Like this team just like playing like the like nobody even cares about. They're not even being talked about anymore. Nobody's taking them seriously. There's no expectation. So this would be the game that they win. And then once ex- once expectations get high again, then they would probably <laughs> lose once people get fired up. So contradicting my previous statement, the more I think about it. Yeah, I mean, look, I I would like to avoid the divisional game uh, as I think about it, just because I think that the Colts suck. I think the Texans suck. um, And I think the Steelers suck. So I'd like to play one of those – or I'd rather play one of those teams. But – I was. I've always. I've been saying all year. I could see us losing the Jaguars. I thought it'd be in the divisional round. Um, now the only time we would see them is the wild card round. Um, actually, is there a way we could see the divisional? Either way, we could see them wild card weekend. Uh, so I, I would rather not do that. Um, but I'd rather that than the Bills. I, I I think the reason I'm most disappointed is because I think 
this year is a down year for the NFL. And as I've said, I think we're the most talented roster. The guy, the, the Cowboys and the Lions are the two and the three in the NFC. Like the NFC sucks. And we're the two right now in the AFC. The AFC isn't good. And the Ravens have not been that great in the playoffs. Granted, they haven't been beating teams 56 to 19 in week 17. And it's hard to say that we should have any confidence about playing them again. But I thought this was a big time opportunity for the team. And I, for the, and I just, I don't know. I, I don't see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, We'll see, dude. Let's just freaking win this week. I I, I want to play the Chiefs. One thing like we said all year, even though the Chiefs are playing terrible football, I want I want to play them. We we play them automatically if we lose, right? We get the six seed. Yes. And then we automatically play in Arrowhead. Yeah, I don't want that. We got to take care of business this week somehow, dude. I'll, I'll tell you right now. If we lose the Sunday, the season's over. Forget. Don't even watch the playoff game. Yeah. I mean, we could wa- we could watch so people could stop saying that we even want a playoff game in our lives make that our Super Bowl, but, like, they're not doing anything if they can't win this nah. division. Nah, we're not, we're not gloating about that. And it's, you know, it's not even a um, – it's that people are talking about bad luck and we had this lead and whatever. If you get swept by the team that you're competing to win the division with, you don't deserve to win the division. So it's, I, I yep. think it's fair game. They should split and win 100%. the division. Yeah, spot on. Um, should be. Yeah. I mean – We'll see. So I guess with that said, uh, can we uh, get a score prediction for this week? Um, score prediction. Jeez. Um, do- Dolphins. I guess Dolphins twenty four. Chiefs, not Chiefs. Bills. Bills seven twenty four seventeen. Dolphins actually twenty four twenty. Dolphins. Let's go with that. I'll never tell. I'm never gonna say my team's gonna lose, even though I'm not optimistic this week. But all the money is gonna be on the Bills. This team doesn't have nobody believes in them or has hope as they shouldn't. But them flying under the radar, not them having. It might seem like they have a lot of pressure, but they should. They should play like there's no pressure at all. And they have nothing to lose. You agree with me? Oh, 100 percent. What and- do they have to lose? Though? That's what's giving me some hope here. Versus all the other games, the, the stakes were too high. The expectation was too high. Maybe these aren't as big, which they are like they are on paper, like winning the AFC East. It is, but like not as big as some of the other games in my like it is. You get what I'm saying, though. Well, yeah, it's it's you don't have it, like I guess you do technically something. You can lose the AFC East this week. Yeah. There's less to gain and less to lose. You could either win the AFC East or you're the sixth seed. Last week it was you could win the AFC East, control your own destiny for the one seed. Um, but if you lost, you're gonna have another chance to win next week. But uh. Yeah, I don't know. And, and last uh, last thing before I let you go here, the uh, I, I've been looking for this all week, and I know you'll appreciate this. The Bills open at minus three. All week I've been checking. Finally today, the line moved to two and a half, half a point towards the Dolphins. They're really two and a half point dogs at home, bro. I haven't even looked. I, I think it's as bad as last week was. I think it's one of the most disrespectful lines I've ever really seen Like that I've paid attention to. Because the Bills, I don't think, are good. I think I think it's huge disrespect. That's major disrespect, but this team deserves yet disrespected on after some of these performances this season. So I don't no, blame I don't blame that. I, I don't blame them at all either. I, I'm just it's more about like the how much they respect the Bills too. I, I think it's crazy, but um that's that's facts. That's a that's a good point. Yeah, but Vegas loves the Bills. All right, uh Jeremy. 
Always yeah. a pleasure. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate you, Jack. Fins up. Fins up. Look, again, it, it can't be um, – you can't really understate how disappointing this team has been. And they just have so many issues on every – you know, everywhere. I mean, you know, and when it comes to the quarterback – and I, and I want to bring this up again before I give my score prediction and, um, you know, before before we end this. They – there's been so much talk on Twitter about getting a quarterback and this and that. And it's like, you look at the Cleveland Browns, that's a team that has reached its peak without a quarterback. And the the teams that or, – or look at the LA Rams who won the Super Bowl. Like the year before they won the Super Bowl, they reached their peak without an elite guy. They had golf, and golf's good, but they couldn't get over the top. The teams that – you talk about that could use a better quarterback to put them over the top are complete teams. So that Rams team, they'd only given up 30 points twice that whole year. In the Dolphins, two most important games of the year, they gave up 45 and 56. That's not a team that's a quarterback away from winning a Super Bowl. That's a team that's a defense away from winning a Super Bowl. Not a quarterback, a defense. The fact that some people just look at games where you give up 48 points, you give up 56 points, um, and say we need a quarterback. It's just, it's just so misguided, man. And, you know, just like looking just looking at this game on Sunday and what, a little bit of what Tua did. Because, I, look, I know, I know Tua is always the main, the main point. Um, and I, I know I'm getting a little carried away here, but I, I do want to say this. Um, when you play in a game like that, it, it puts – in a shootout, there's pressure on the team that's losing the score. So the Dolphins' defense made it very obvious early on that they weren't going to stop Lamar Jackson the entire day. And when the Dolphins were controlling the game, or they had a chance to very early, the first two drives – and we talked about this so many times, setting the tone, take the ball first. They decided to kick it to us. You go down and score a touchdown. Okay, the Ravens have to score to match you. And then you go down again and you kick a field goal because your best player drops it. You lost the control of the game right there. And the second the Ravens took the lead and the Dolphins cut it to one, the Ravens scored a touchdown on the first play. You're looking at this as an offense as we're going to have to score every single time to keep pace with this team. So now you're down eight points and a touchdown, you're either kicking an extra point to come within one or you're going for two to tie it. And if you don't score, the game's over probably. So. When that happens, and you see to his second pick, his second pick of the game, not the first, um, he's trying to fit it in to quadruple coverage. There were four defenders to a five foot nine receiver. Now he does not making that throw if the game is tied or if you're up by seven points. They try to force things offensively because the defense forces that. Same in the Bills game, week week four. Um, Four touchdowns were scored by the, te- the two teams, the first four drives. And the fifth drive, the Bills get the ball. First play, they're in the red zone. It's a joke what this defense does in these games. I don't, I don't care how many weeks they go without giving up 20 points against the bottom teams in the NFL if this is what you're going to do in these big games. And as as far as this Sunday, the Bills have not been that good. Josh Allen's not been that good. And I, I really expect – I'm at the point where I've convinced myself that they're going to win this week. Um, I think that 
generally team split, right? It, like it, it's hard to get swept by a divisional opponent that isn't a lot better than you. But it's also hard to lose a football game 56 to 17. Even if a team's a lot better than you. Like you talk about the like the 49ers, people think they got dominated by the Ravens and they lost by 14. Like it's almost impossible to lose by 37 if you just show up and play decent football for like ha- a half. Which obviously the Dolphins didn't do. Um this Sunday, I'm going to go the Dolphins win the game, and I think this is the first time I'm going to go with a one-score game. Um, 26-19. And as I predict this, I, I don't even know if I believe it, that we're going to hold Josh Allen under 20. Uh, we did last year in Miami. They scored 14. It was a very weird game. They had like they they more than doubled our yardage total, but couldn't find ways to convert. Made some stupid plays. Uh, went for it on fourth and goal from the one. Didn't get it. Ran out of time before half. Uh, ran out of time at the end of the game where they were in field goal range both times. Uh, look, we'll we'll see what happens. But uh, it, it it was just a very under uninspired performance this Sunday. And as the stakes rise, you know, the the team plays worse. Um. To those of you who listened, uh, I know it was a pretty sad episode. Um, look, not a lot of positives and, and just so many problems with the team that, you you know, you can't even – at this point in the season, there's <laughs> – solution, like Jeremy said, is you just got to play better. Um, like, there's no there's no one coming to save them, right? There's no, the, uh, there's no players coming back from injury other than Jerome Baker. Maybe Jalen Waddell, actually, but he doesn't show up either in these types of games. So, um no, you got to play the game with the guys you have, and uh, we're not getting a new defensive coordinator next week, unfortunately, even though it seems like we need one, which is tough because we're paying a guy $4.5 million to be the defensive coordinator, which is the highest paid in the NFL. Um, so we'll see. 26-19, uh, the Dolphins win the AFC East for the first time in 15 years. That's the prediction. Um, second time I'm predicting them to win the AFC East. Second time I'm predicting them to beat the Bills. Um Obviously, both predictions were incorrect. Maybe we'll get one uh, before the end of the season. Because if we don't, we're going to Kansas City for what's likely to be the season finale um, next week. And it's pretty crazy. The season could be over in 10 days. So, um, yeah, no, thank you for listening. Um, I know it's a somber episode. But, um, look, hopefully next week it will be different. And uh, fins up.